In the last episode, we talked to Leah Bacola about her miraculous recovery from fibromyalgia. Today, we continue our discussion with her strategies to ease into healing even if you can't get out of bed and external factors that you can add to your protocol that will take your healing to the next level. Coming up next on the Nutrition Heretic Podcast. So I'm sure you've heard that as you age, it gets harder to lose weight. Well, that's total bull because my friends... Laura and Veronica Chow's, they can prove it. They're a mother-daughter duo, and they've lost 125 pounds between the two of them at ages 50 and 20. And they've kept it off for over two years without starvation, deprivation, or hunger. So now you can learn their system and a whole lot more with a free 10-day trial to their online membership. They'll give you the diet, the recipes, classes, and more. Sign up today at nutritionheretic.com forward slash utmost diet. Fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder. (laughs) It's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the Nutrition Heretic. The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. I think what's happened, if you've read uh, the whole soy story, uh, Kayla Daniel talks about how uh, when soy became popular, part of the reason it became popular is when they had to get rid of all of the sludge, right? They were making oils and all this other stuff, you know, fuel, uh, tank fuel uh, and and things like that from the oil. So then they're like, we got all this crap left over. What do we do with it? And some brilliant marketing guy came up with, well, you know, with this is like the 60s, right? And we get all the, the hippies and they're trying to do right for the planet. So they started this campaign to make it seem like you were really smart if you ate this stuff. And you can still see that reflected in a lot of the products today uh, where they take this snobbish look, you know, smart balance and, (laughs) and, you know, just all of these names that uh, make you feel like, like you're, you're somehow better than anybody who isn't eating this crap that was made in a factory. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So when it, when the results don't mirror what they theoretically should have going on these diets, people just, they can't even notice because they're so tied to that marketing message of how much smarter and better for the for the uh, environment and the animals or whatever they believe or want to believe it is. And actually, yeah. that was actually one of the things that uh, I wanted to just mention about the probiotic uh, that you use. It, you know, it does have soy in it. And uh, yes, it yeah. is, it's fermented, correct? Well, it's not only fermented, it's organic. And it's right. a very small amount. Right. Okay. Um, because, you know, there are people who might react to that, even in the fermented form, right. depending on how badly they've damaged their gut. Um, also, the agave is kind of like a, one of those, you know, 
I, I've heard of yeah. some really nicely produced agave, but I think most of it is not. So, um, you know, that's one thing that uh, people may need to uh, be aware of if they have sensitivities in those directions. Uh, but honestly, I don't even know if it needs the agave because I, I can't imagine what it would taste like without it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, the thing is, I think the agave is more of a, uh, of a sugar for the microbes to feed on. Okay. So it's a prebiotic type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's, and you know, I had a, a, a client that couldn't um, have the Firm Plus Pro because of ginger. She's allergic to ginger. Ah, yeah. You know? And uh, she couldn't even try it. And um, if you wonder if this is for you or not, if you can get a sample of it, and if you email me directly, I'll figure out a way to get you a sample of it. Um, put a little bit in a paste, uh, with, mix a little bit of it in water, put a paste and put it on your wrist right before you go to sleep. Uh-huh. Sleep with it on the overnight and see if, if it leaves a red mark, um, if it if it bothers your skin. And um, that would be the way to see if, if it's going to agree with you or not. Just to start out, it's not, you know, a scientific 100% guaranteed test, but it, it can be an indicator. Right. And um, a lot of times if you can put something on your skin to start with, then you can lead up to ingesting it. I know mm. that some mothers, they want to get cod liver oil on their children and the children won't eat it. So they start putting it on the children's bare feet at night, uh-huh. and put socks on their feet, and then start doing. And after some time, their their children are actually okay with the cod liver oil. Right, right. Wow, good tips, good tips. Um, so t- tell us a little bit about the external detox because that's another thing that a lot of people don't uh, don't really think about uh, because they've again, you know, when you have these kinds of disorders, you're often limping along with various skin conditions and you know things that you think only Avon or Clinique or whatever can cover up. Uh, what are what are some of the uh, some just maybe two or three key uh, external detox areas well, I, that people can consider? A good guideline is if you are not going to ingest it, don't put it on your skin. I think that would be to start with. Right. So um, I got so frustrated with shampoo. I, I, you know, I couldn't find anything that didn't have uh, some sort of questionable ingredients. Now, the, the, now there's a couple on the market, but Back then, I couldn't find anything. So I just went to, um, now, this is not for all hair types, okay? <laughs> but for me, with my hair, what worked out really well was baking soda at the roots and rinsed out. And then I put uh, lemon juice mixed with water on the ends and rinsed that out. And it, and it has worked. I've been doing that for, I don't know, at least six or seven years. And it's worked wow. out really nicely for me. Now, um, that's not going to, you know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> And in your home, if you can't eat it, don't put it on things that your skin's going to touch. So, you know, use vinegar and baking soda for cleaners. Uh, About the only only place I use um, soap is in my laundry detergent. I, you know, I do wash my hands with soap and I have um, soap for the, the dishwasher dishes and things. But other than that, I mean, we use vinegar, we use baking soda and we, you know, just try and keep if we're going to if you need something to smell pretty, I mean, we use essential oils instead of right. perfumes because they're synthetic. It used to be I couldn't walk down the laundry detergent aisle at the grocery store without getting a migraine. Right. And now I can, but I it, it smells horrible to me now. Right. It smells like chemicals. It doesn't right. smell like <laughs> perfume, you know? Exactly. And you know what's funny, too, is uh, when uh, you were talking about Starbucks, I went into a Starbucks like a week ago. And I hadn't been in a Starbucks in, I don't know, probably like 
on the, you know, those, um, what are the, those roadside stops where you're mm-hmm. driving from New York to Florida or whatever, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and my husband's like, oh, I need a cup of coffee. I'm like, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> I, yeah. I, I refuse to drink Starbucks. I think it's the most disgusting coffee ever. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, I walked in there and it just, it, I was, it was like a punch in the face. Oh, wow. The, the amount of sugar I could smell coming out of that Ooh. place. It was horrible. I mean, like, really, really disturbing. I I don't see the appeal, but I think it's more the addiction. I, it's Yeah. Yeah, I think that, well, first of all, I think there's some people who think that they're drinking fine European coffee when they walk into a Starbucks, <laughs> and it's anything yeah. but. I lived in Europe. It's The coffee tastes way better in Europe than it does yeah. <laughs> in that place. Um, we have that in common, then, too. We have a... Uh... European living time in common. There you go. Yeah. So um, the whole thing about the the perfume aisle as well, it, it is interesting too because I still have friends who are in like the regular world, right? And they yeah. they, they put on their they put on their perfumes and stuff, and I'm like, Good God, woman, what are you thinking? It's like yeah. you know, and yeah. like, oh, if I were a guy, I wouldn't want to kiss you. Like, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. You know, what are you covering up? And so, uh, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of that stuff. But I do have something I'm working on uh, that I have been told works. You can use it for at least for your dishes. And it's totally natural. And it's it, it might blow your mind when I tell you what this is. It's whey. Oh, neat. The, the lactic acid bacteria uh that comes off of you know the uh uh milk but it has to be fermented a, a, a particular way it will they say it will clean I'm, I'm using it right now i told you before we started that i got chickens mm-hmm. and i'm using this korean natural farming method to raise the chickens and in it you you introduce lactic acid bacteria to their food and and you spray it around the pen and it, de- it and it uh digests all of the feces. And so it's totally clean smelling, except for this morning. They did something last night. I don't know. But I spray, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I sprayed the lactic acid bacteria. And a few moments later, I did not smell that smell. So Wonderful. it got, it got rid of the smell. And so people have been saying that they've been using this for their dishes as well. So I haven't tried it. I'm trying to figure out if I need to use it straight or if I can just use it, uh, you know, in a, in a dilution, uh, fill the sink. You know, with water and a little bit of this, I'm not totally sure how to do it, do it the right way yet. Uh, but I will keep you posted on that. Well, you know, it makes me wonder where this idea came from, because if you if we look at our ancestors, you know, what did they do to clean up around? I mean, yeah. there there had to have been something before. So absolutely something probably cheap, easy and practical. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the the uh, premise behind it, there's, we have several episodes of the show where we talk about uh, microbes in the soil. And mm-hmm. uh, if you ever go even just like on, under a, a bush near your house or, you know, up in the mountains and you turn over some like leaf and you'll see there's like this leaf mold, right? This white mold. Well, that mold is the natural probiotic in the soil. Mm-hmm. And so when you grow plants, when you add that that bacteria to your garden area or to your chicken coop or your pig pen, whatever, it will introduce that bacteria, which will digest anything unsavory, let's call it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it and it will make your plants grow healthier and stronger because, you know, when you whenever you pull up a weed, you'll also see that that uh, that white mold on there. That's what's keeping that weed alive. 
Hmm. So uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm the person that loves to pay organic farmers. <laughs> I don't <laughs> garden too much. Although I have a huge yard. I have a, right. like a one acre, we have a one acre lot here and right. um, we keep a compost pile mostly just to keep stuff out of, out of the landfill, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, from a, from an ecological point of view. And uh, we don't really use the compost too much, but you know, the cat enjoys hunting over there. Right. <laughs> but I guess where I'm going with this is that all that, all, all of those, the, that mold, you know, that, that probiotic in the soil, that was in our food too. Yeah. yeah that's the stuff. That's- and, and so when people were eating back in the early, early days of humans, uh, and, you know, just like your cat might be doing right now, uh, they were getting this, this mold into their system. So chances are they didn't really have too much of like a pile of, shit <laughs> lying around <laughs> well uh, dr natasha campbell mcbride she yes. said that you know in the past every mouthful of food we ate had probiotics in it. absolutely i totally yeah. i totally agree completely yeah. agree with her and she yeah i gotta get her on the show because she and i have so many similarities as well um in things that 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 we say um and you know just it's just really funny when people come from totally different walks of life and they're hitting the same, right. the same conclusions. Right, right. Well, I had her on my uh, telesummit last. Um, it, well, it was in the, it was in February, and we're going to have a new telesummit coming up in uh, this February as well. Okay. And uh, she talked about recovering from fibromyalgia, how she helps her patients recover from fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, and. Every time I listen to her, my mind is blown. Yeah. I was a biology major in college and then I switched to business. Um, like, you know, you were saying, mentioning before. And, um, so I can just barely keep up with what she's saying sometimes, but (laughs) my, I mean, she, she just blows my mind. And, And what's interesting about her is before she became a medical doctor, before she was trained as a medical doctor, you know, she grew up in uh communist Russia. Right. And, um, so where she went to school, she didn't have a choice of where she went to school she went to a nursing school. Mm. So everybody in that village, I guess, went to nursing school. I don't think they had a choice. And then, <laughs> and then later on, she, she went to, to medical, to medical school. And, um, what's, so what's interesting, she's a mother. So she's a mother, she was a nurse and a, and a medical doctor. So she knows a lot of the practical side of how to do things. Exactly. And I just love that about her. Yeah. She's just, she's fat. You put in a for me, man. I'll hook you up. With her. All right. <laughs> yeah, she would be phenomenal to have on the show uh, sure. because there's there's so many things. Yeah, you know, I'm coming to. Yeah, you know, I first learned about her through the gaps lens, and I sat in her mm-hmm. her uh, speech, and I'm like, my my jaw was on the ground. I'm like, oh my god, this is the first person who's corroborating everything that I've been saying all these years. You know. <laughs> And then adding to it with, you know, this other, like you say, this practical experience and this medical side, you know, with, with, uh, more details, uh, and uh, I could go on, but this isn't about her. This is about you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I could, I could do my whole interview about how much I love her. (laughs) (laughs) So, so now this is, this is an area that I'm seeing, you know, again, this is a kind of a. Well, it's more than a pet peeve, um, it, it, but exercise. You talk about yeah. exercise, you know, like oh my the- god, that, <laughs> that that if, if anything makes my blood boil, that is that's um, the word blood what boil. They say, <laughs> what they say is 
basically what medical doctors say is you can exercise your way out of fibromyalgia, which is blatantly false. Right. And, um, and this sets up a kind of a blame the victim mentality mm -hmm. and also, um, creates pressure in families because, you know, you know, you go with your husband to the doctor's office and the doctor says exercise and then you go home and you lay in bed all day and your husband says, well, the doctor said, if you just exercise, you'd feel better. And, um, it, and, and then you give him the finger <laughs> and, yeah, really, things really. Just, and things just devolve from there. Okay. Right, right. And then some of the exercises that they suggest are very counterproductive. Mm -hmm. One of them is the, the indoor, um, water therapy and right. pool exercises, uh, yeah, yeah. the supposedly warm water, that water is not warm. <laughs> I don't care what they say. And you're, you know, you're inhaling the, the chlorine. Yeah. It, it, it's not therapeutic at all. Right. It's, it's actually toxic. Uh, yeah. The, you know, exercise has yeah, exercise and water. Okay. I'm not against either of them. Clearly. However, right. we have in in our society because everybody's at their wits end. Nobody wants to. No, nobody in a place of power wants to do anything to clean up the rest of society, meaning our food sources right. <laughs> and um and just in our water, right? So, but they they so it's like yeah, you got to buy all of this bottled water, right? And then you got to drink as much as you can, you know, there's people talking about drinking gallons a day. Uh, and you know, so you're stripping your body. It's just, it's all part of that. Like you say, the guilt and it's this like war on food, you know, and it's, it's this war on the individual. It's blaming them like, well, you, you didn't exercise. So the, no wonder you're fat. No wonder you're tired. Right. You know, it's, it's going to miraculously pull together all the other BS that's, that's going on around you that for all intents and purposes, might be just too hard to obtain, right? It's, it's, you know, we talked about it before, how it's hard to get your hands on, on good quality food, unless you really know where you're shopping. It's, I think a lot of, a, a lot of the problems with um, the health of the people in our country has to do with lack of accurate information. Well, there's that and, too. And what, pardon me? I said, well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. I think people want to be healthy and I think people want to do the right thing. And, you know, it's been proven over and over again in other aspects that they try. But I think that, you know, special interests, I mean, we're, I guess we, I saw something that we are a, uh, the American people being so obese and sick and things are a result of 70 years of special interest groups. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that yep. sounds about right. <laughs> yep. I was over at uh, this, my mother-in-law's condo the other day and there's landscaping crews there. So these guys are working really physical jobs and they were all fat yeah. now. So you can't say, Oh, you know, they're lazy, butts. they're not, you know, whatever. I think, I think it's not just about exercise uh, and it's not, it's not just about toxins and it's not just about the food. I think it's, it's a combination of a lot. Of oh yeah, things. for sure. And, and what I consider exercise, when, especially when someone's sick with fibromyalgia and what a medical doctor considers exercise are, are way different. I, uh, I count sunbathing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I count, totally. I count breathing uh, deeply like yoga and mm -hmm. body work and um, some things like that, you know, just to get started. And um, a healthy body wants to move. It, once you get to a certain level of health, you want to exercise. You want to move. It's fun. It's fun to live your life and do things. Right. And um, one of the things that 
I did when uh, I became healthy is I, I started to run and I started to do horseback riding and um, I completed the Air Force half marathon about two years ago now. And uh, I'm actually going to be uh, this September, uh, I've dialed it back a little bit because I got my little boy and we're going to be doing the insane inflatable 5k, which is um, a three, basically three miles of an obstacle course, but it's on those inflatable things. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> He's seven. So this is the first race I've gotten him to go with me on. So. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's fabulous. You know, that's, that's what a lot of people just don't understand. And it, and that goes for not only conditions like fibromyalgia, but even for obesity. Oh, you know, they're just so lazy. Those fat people. That's why they're fat. No, they they're don't fine. move. I'm, and I was saying to Julia Ross, I'm like, you know, I lived in New York. There's no shortage of fat people walking on the street. They're walking right. to get everywhere because a lot of times they just broke. They got to they gotta walk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but they fat and they're walking with a bag of chips. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's so to me, it's so counterintuitive. And it's it's really just kind of again, it seems like it's just an alternative to saying, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just go exercise. So, you know, exercise yeah. will will magically pull together everything that's wrong with your body. And it's like, well. First, you need the tools. You know, your body can't run, your car can't run without fuel. Why should your body? Well, and, and with fibromyalgia in particular and chronic fatigue, um, it actually is uh, detrimental to exercise Absolutely. a lot of times. Absolutely. Well, I mean, your your adrenals are already stressed and now you're just putting more stress on it. The, the mental and physical uh, stress, you know, the, that, say, that. Don't, everything in your body is screaming at you to be still for a reason. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page or else I'd have to yeah. throw you I'd have to throw you off the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love being a heretic, man. That's that's like the best compliment i've gotten in so long i love it oh well th well that's what you are because you know that's the thing is that heretics we don't we're, we're not pointing fingers necessarily but we're just we're just saying what we have to say you can take it or leave it right mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. jesus christ was a heretic in his day and and you know look where he got him but <laughs> you know but but well, you seriously know what? jesus is a friend of mine and i and i'm uh and i really feel like um, I've been called to, to do this work right. and, um, and I feel like I've been helped and blessed in so many ways. You know, a lot of people, when they, when they go to do a big project, a big ambitious project, they, there's a lot of naysayers and people being negative. And I have not had that experience at all. I have mm -hmm. people have been positive and wonderful meet doors have opened that shouldn't have been opened. There, right. heck, doors have appeared where there were no doors. Right. So That's it's, awesome. this has just been a, uh, a blessed and um, golden path I've been on with with getting this information out to people. Oh, that's fantastic! I I am yeah. so happy for you, and I I agree that when that there is a blessing within disease, uh, particularly things like fibromyalgia, things that make you slow down, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, because first of all, it's it's a wake up call. If you don't turn this around now, you're going to end up with you know. Hodgkin's disease or something much worse. I, I I guarantee you, anybody who's got cancer or whatever was not reading the signs. Hmm. They were. Yeah, I I see this all the time. People, ah, oh, I'm fine, whatever, and then they then they have something really really irreversible at the end. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and and at a young end. 
I, I really feel that a lot of people are just, they're so out of tune with their bodies. They don't know what's going on. They, you know, oh, you know, I can't eat meat, but I can eat Skittles. You know, like <laughs> Skittles, Skittles don't bother my stomach. You know, so, uh, so I don't know. I got to be vegan because I can't touch meat. You know, but I'll Funyuns <laughs> with, ke- with ketchup on them. Yeah, that's fine. People really have to start listening to their bodies and stop listening to their egos. Is really what it comes down to. Yeah, but when you're well, the thing is, is uh, one of the things I describe in my book is called the feedback mechanism. Uh, a lot of people are just, they feel so crappy all the time. They really can't differentiate between what makes them feel bad and what doesn't. And um, what's the nice thing about this cleanse and uh, the, the healing cleanse is that it helps you start to be able to listen to your body and mm. be able to see, okay, if I do this, I get that. There's, you know, a cause and effect. And I, I found that out. But before I got well, I, I went off sugar for 30 days. And I, I'll tell you, I really white knuckled it. I didn't have probiotics back then or anything like that. I just did it by sheer will, willpower. And then uh, at the end of 30 days, of course, I celebrated. Sugar <laughs> 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 and man, the, the, you know, the pain came back and right. I, but I could, but I was like, well, this is good information. This is information because um, I was able to actually kind of regulate my pain a lot better as my uh, prescriptions actually worked better. And, and this is, you know, before I got well and I had an issue with gum disease and that turned around quite a bit because of the no sugar. But right. I, you know, but I could tell like, you know, if I have a little sugar, I'm okay. If I have a, a little sugar pretty frequently, I'm not so okay. But at least I can tell like now instead of right. just feeling like crap all the time, I, my body gives me feedback. Right. Well, I think a lot of people don't come out of that long enough to to feel any difference. So they think, oh, you know, I didn't eat, uh, you know, wheat or whatever yesterday. And I feel, I feel, I don't feel any different. Uh, when I first got my, uh, my CN, one of my test subjects, she said that she didn't have a problem with, you know, wheat. She didn't have a problem with this. She didn't have, yeah, I just, I, want to see you know what do you have to say so i made her i gave her like a very strict thing to eat for like one week and then on the uh the end of the week her husband made his uh french toast that he was so well known for in their family and he was like come on you can have just just one slice you know just totally (laughs) like being evil right and she's like, no, I don't, I don't want it. You know, I, I've been doing this thing and I'm losing weight and I'm feeling, and this is only after a week, right? She took uh, a bite of it. And again, re- remember, she said she had no problems prior to eat, to uh, this. She took one bite and she was okay. She got about halfway through one slice and had her husband call the ambulance to take her to the emergency room because she started having heart palpitations and sweating and she started feeling really crazy. She's like, oh my God, I had no idea what I was dealing with all this time. And well, so, you know, not that she was getting those sweats and everything all the time, but she just didn't realize the impact that the, that that those ingredients were doing to her. Right, right, and and people don't, and I and I think you're spot on with that. Um, I my clients have had very similar uh, experiences with uh, you know like 
going eating very clean for a while and then going back because they're in a hurry or somebody tempts them or something like that. And then having, you know, really significant consequences. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So before I let you go, we do have uh, one question from uh, a listener named Karen Benson. And she thinks that your story is incredible. And she wants to know, how do you stop the body dropping pain, mind numbing exhaustion, frustration, sorry, frustrating, brain foggy, uh, forgetfulness and joy killer depression? I would love to see that to leave this in another realm. Oh, well, hi, Karen. And um, thank you for your question. So what happened was when I healed my butt, my, my gut. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's not this show. Wait a minute. <laughs> Oops, um, so when I detoxified and I began the gut healing, you know, began healing my gut, healing your gut is a long, slow process, but you can jumpstart it. Okay. With a, with a probiotic that, and I started feeding my body nutrient dense food. These three things combined, you know, the, the, the depression just left. I mean, it didn't, there was no, um, anything needed to, to mess with that. But now I had PTSD and mm. I needed to do a meridian tapping after my gut was healed to eliminate that. And I had anxiety and uh, some meditation and prayer and P- and meridian tapping helped the help get rid of the anxiety. But the depression just left. I mean, it just lifted when I got well. I just, And I got well pretty quickly. And the brain fog uh, left. Actually, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, what they do is first they feel a little more alert. And then they feel the brain fog lifting and then they have a little more energy and it just spirals up from there. And, you know, the, then their stomach stops hurting and then they start, you know, to be able to poop normally. And then, um, you know, they have more energy and it just spirals up, spirals up, spirals up. And it's usually pretty fast within what we we say within about six months, you're going to know for sure if this system works for you. And we expect you to be significantly improved on your way to uh, complete health restoration. I mean, significantly. And, and, and honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be spending my time on this if I wasn't so passionate about it because I had a very uh, strange reaction to all this healing. And that was, I became very angry. I was angry that I had been so sick for so long and I'd suffered and my husband had suffered for so long. And this information was, I thought, hidden from me. Uh, now I don't think that it was hidden from me. I just think that, you know, it just wasn't widely known. So I got well easily and quickly and it wasn't complicated. And that anger is, it has a lot of energy around it. And that energy propelled me to get the word out that fibromyalgia no longer has to be a life sentence. And no, you know, my short term goal is for people to know globally that fibromyalgia is no longer incurable. Um, it doesn't have to be a lifelong sentence. You can recover from it. It is absolutely possible to recover from fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety, PTSD, morbid obesity, infertility, migraines, all of it, all yeah. of it. Fantastic. <laughs> so that's my answer, Adrian. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's when you're stuck in it and then you know there's not enough good information there's and there's not enough reliable information again you know very often the knee jerk response to illness is i'm going vegan 
Oh, right. I didn't think of that. <laughs> that it's true, though. A lot, that was a lot. Jerk response, but I, I yeah. But I yeah. mean, I, I see this all the time. You know, I was watching some. Change some, your food. Yeah, they right. think, Oh, I should change my food. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna change your food? Okay, fine. I understand, but. All of this crap that people are eating, the crackers and the Doritos and the chocolate bars and the, you know, three glasses of wine every night and all of this stuff. And they whittle it down to, I got to give up meat. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely the meat. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, and so what happens is they, they might feel better, especially if they go on a vegan diet where it's actually full of food, like not more of of the uh you know potato chips or whatever uh or kashi bars yeah that's the other thing is a lot of people think like oh it's so healthy look at it it says it only has one gram of fat (laughs) and no saturated fat um people people do the happy dance when i say eat butter right (laughs) i don't know you must be talking to a whole different group of people than me because they're like oh yeah but not too much and I'm like, you can't eat too much. You yeah. don't understand. Your brain has a mechanism that says, well, stop when you Adrian, eat too much. By the time people find me, they have been sick for about 10 years. Right. And they've tried everything. Right. And nothing's helped them. And, you know, I, I can totally relate because I was there, you know? Right, right, right. And um, so if I, if I said, stand on your head, you know, for half an hour a day, <laughs> they might do that. <laughs> that's how desperate. But instead, I'm saying eat butter, eat eggs. At least you, at least you're not telling people to drink liver. At least, <laughs> at least you're not telling people to drink their pee because you know that's oh. that, that's one of those therapies that mm, 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 no can't do not. Oh, I've heard those people telling people to eat their poop. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't even get me started. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, and and then I say butter and you know grass fed beef, and they're like, oh. I can't do that. It's yeah, it's too expensive. It's, it's too expensive. It's <laughs> it's morally wrong because eating your poop isn't morally wrong. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't think there were any uh, traditional tribes that ate poop. I'm pretty. Yeah, sure. I I don't I think so money. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a betting woman. Okay, so I <laughs> said, and you're not a betting woman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. There's just something there. There there is. Yeah, we're having like a complete break down in society right now uh where animal foods are have become so vilified that people would you know take well, the you know, the, the excrement the done it to himself themselves you yeah. know um like you look at dairy it's one of the most highly allergic foods there is they have done it to themselves right. they you know stripped down the regulations so they can basically poison cows right and poison the milk and then they say here you know, and on the other side of it, you, me, people like Sally Fallon, Nat- Dr. Natasha, we're like, hey, raw milk is actually what our ancestors had. This is the stuff that's good. Right. The cultured, you know, dairy, this is the stuff that's okay for you. But, but you know, if you, you comparing milk you buy in the store and God forbid it's that organic ultra pasteurized stuff and yeah. you don't have to refrigerate bottle <laughs> compared to raw milk from the farm from it, you know, an A2 cow. They're different. They're one's food, one's not. People, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. There's too much focus on you know good versus bad versus instead of this is what we used to eat and this is how it got changed. 
Yeah. And, and there's not enough people who are are maybe willing or just in, in many cases, they just don't know. They have no clue right, that, right. that things have been bastardized to the point that they have been. So you, know, can't, you can't really necessarily blame the average consumer. But there's a lot of people who really do just get hung up on, you know, their their labels of good and bad. And that's that's all they want to hear is, you know, what's the good food for me to eat and what's the bad one? Well, you know, and a lot of people just aren't interested, you know, they're interested oh, yeah. in, they have other interests, which is cool. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in my community say to me, you know, you love looking this stuff up and researching it. And I'm like, yeah, I do. It's, I'm a, I'm a total nerd about it. I love it. I love reading scientific studies. I mean, it's my, it relaxes me at bed at night to read a scientific study <laughs> and I love doing it. So <laughs> they trust my research. Cause you know, I've, I've done the nerd thing right. and, um, you know, they're, they, and I, you know, I want people to do what makes them happy. So, you know, I'll do the research and I'll, and I'll, I've found these answers out for me and my family and my friends and my community. And if you want to follow along, that's cool. And, you know, then you go do the thing that makes you happy and maybe I'll read about what you're doing on the internet. That'd be cool too. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, um, with that, um, if, you don't have anything else to say, I'll, I'll close out the show. Well, I want to offer everybody a free gift. Yay! Um, it's going to be an infographic. It's in de- development now, but by the time the show comes on, it'll be there. And it's five things you can do, five ways right now, Simple, five simple ways to reduce and soothe fibromyalgia pain you can do now. And if you go to my website, thefibrolady, F-I-B-R-O, thefibrolady.com, and sign up for our newsletter, you can get that free download of five simple ways to soothe fibromyalgia pain now. Woohoo! Thank you so much. We yeah. uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, and this has been Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic with Leah McCullough, the Fibro Lady and author of Freedom from Fibromyalgia, Seven Steps to Complete Recovery. You can find her online at thefibrolady.com and on Facebook, The Fibro Lady. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Thank you, Adrian. I really appreciate it. And aloha. Oh, aloha to you. Bye-bye. The Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean, and our operations manager is Linda Hansen. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. You can find us at nutritionheretic.com, where you can download the Nutrition Heretic's free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at nutritionheretic.com slash podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash nutritionheretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you just want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks!